Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of Unfiltered. Um, this episode has my friend Allison Lee on it. We've been friends for so long and um, we actually met through the church, but she's been someone super special in my life. And um, yeah, I knew that when I came home, I wanted to have uh, some of my old friends on the podcast. So I'm super glad that she joined me. I will say uh, we had to record this outside of a Starbucks on a very busy street. So I just apologize in advance because there are a lot of instances where you can hear sirens and loud cars and some people in the background. So I'm really sorry about that. But I hope you guys still enjoy this episode. Um yeah, it's super weird. I've been home for a week now and to me it just feels strange. I don't know. I was talking to my friends about this, but I think the process of adjusting to being at home is on the one hand very easy and effortless because everything feels so familiar. Um, but on the other hand, it just feels very, I feel very out of place, um, especially when I'm taking my classes because I'm so used to taking my classes in my dorm and taking them at my desk from home is a little weird. Um, And then, yeah, I definitely miss all my friends in college and I miss my dorm and I miss Boston, but I'm super grateful to be home. Um, So I would say the thing that I'm excited about is yeah, settling in a home, having some rest um, and then catching up with old friends. It's been super fun to share to share all of our college stories and and just to catch up that's been super nice um and just to do the things that we you know always do uh but haven't been able to do for the past three months um my song recommendation is actually like it's kind of an album recommendation but uh as you all know well if you don't know i taylor swift is my favorite artist and she just released um an acoustic version of her album Folklore, which I didn't think it could get more acoustic, but it can. And it is so beautiful. Like every single track is just absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, I would say even if you're not a Taylor Swift play- Taylor Swift fan, please give it a listen. Um, I feel like it just it's just perfect for this time of year. Like it's super cozy and nostalgic and sentimental and I'm obsessed with it. So that is my song rec- or album <laughs> recommendation of the week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for supporting. And I will see you in the first segment. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm currently sitting right next to Allison. Uh, if you want to introduce, also we're right outside of a Starbucks and it's kind of loud. So if you guys hear any background noise, I'm so sorry, but this was the only place we could go. So uh, yeah, here's Allison. Hi, I'm Allison. Um, I'm a freshman at the University of Georgia. And um, what what are some other things I should tell about myself? Um, I grew up in Georgia my whole life. I grew up in Milton Alpharetta area. And I play a little bit of guitar. I love meeting new people. And yeah. And she loves noodles. <laughs> um, okay, so the also I'm so sorry. I feel like it's gonna this is gonna be a very noisy podcast, but we will do our best to try to eliminate all the noise. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about with Allison is like just the concept of social media and like how a lot of us try to find validation and things like posts and comments. Um, Cause I know Allison, you recently 
started getting off social media like you turned off all your comments just if you want to like talk about like yeah just talk about that yeah so um recently i decided to turn off my comments on instagram and i would say i started doing that maybe uh mid-october and um coming to college i just realized that a lot of people will compare themselves on social media platforms whether it's snapchat instagram twitter and because everyone is so busy with their lives and always trying to show their best selves i realized that whenever i posted i kind of had like an expectation that oh i need to have this certain number of comments to measure up to these people or just finding self-worth and validation in those comments and it almost got to a point where i thought you know um, if my friends like didn't comment on my post, maybe they didn't think I was pretty enough or um, I didn't want to have that expectation for my friends either or people I just met. And so just turning them off overall kind of just got rid of this pressure for me. And even though likes are still a thing on Instagram, especially, um, I think it's definitely gotten easier for me to just post liberally without being tied down to you know, having a certain number of comments on my posts. And yeah. um, I think, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people like, whether they like to admit it or not, like people love it when they get comments and like a bunch of likes. And like, I remember um, some of my friends would talk about how like in middle school, they would talk about how like if they didn't get a certain number of likes on a post, they delete it. Or like, yeah, like if someone doesn't comment on your post, like you feel you feel bad about yourself. It's kind of like an instant gratification thing. Like you see someone comment and you just get like so excited. Um, but yeah, so what, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was a really loud car. We're on a very busy highway. But um, so you said, you mentioned that you like watched this documentary about social media. Mm -hmm. So um, on Netflix, there's this documentary called The Social Dilemma. And I'm not sure how recent it is i think it's pretty recent it came out this year because throughout the documentary they mentioned covid and how much that has been an impact on people with social media but um so basically the social dilemma breaks down what social media is in society nowadays and how it really affects other people and just a lot of the statistics that they show in the documentary were really powerful and they were showing how suicide rates have gone up exponentially since um social media platforms became a thing especially in like the early 2000s and um yeah it's just for me it was very eye-opening and how much we spent our time on social media platforms and not only comparing ourselves but trying to again make ourselves the best versions of ourselves and that can be really exhausting and so for me right now i've actually gotten off instagram and snapchat for the time being and um i really just i feel like even though we're still young you know we're like freshmen in college i feel like now time is going by so fast and we only have so much of it left on earth and so I realized that I spend so much time just scrolling through Instagram feeds and clearing through everything, um, you know, and trying to keep up with other people's lives. But I realized there's a point in time where I have to keep up with my own life and um, make the most of what I have. So, yeah. I think that's so awesome that you did. I actually, so I deleted Snapchat um, 
a long time ago I think like junior year and then like every so often I'll just get it back just to like check um like look at my memories and stuff but like I I think like deleting Snapchat was one of the best things I could have done and then like Instagram like I definitely I think it's I think it has gotten worse in college because like yeah it's like what you said like there's that thing in college like you want to portray that you're having fun like all this stuff like you want to seem like you're like living your best life and all this stuff and like even if you are having fun like why do you why does everyone feel the need to always show that I don't know so like it has gotten worse for me like I I find myself on Instagram so much and like sometimes I'll just take a step back and think (laughs) I'll take a step back and think so much of my life is spent like obsessing over like my social media which is so sad I don't know so how have you felt like like what are some positives that you've experienced upon like deleting social media um I will say it hasn't been exactly easy because I got off earlier this week and this past week was you know Thanksgiving break and everyone's back home everyone's meeting up with like their old high school friends and catching up and stuff so honestly there have been moments where I felt like I was out of touch and disconnected but at the same time I had I had to keep reminding myself that that was the purpose of me deleting Instagram and Snapchat for the time being was just to disconnect from them so I could connect back to other things, whether it was um, playing guitar again, because I didn't bring my guitar with me to college. Um, And, you know, having more face-to-face interaction with people, like obviously I still text people and we'll call them. So um, just finding more personal face-to-face interaction um, and that's so I admire you so I remember um like when I saw your first post and like your caption was um a lot of times like I relied on comments to validate my parents but like now I'm realizing that I don't need that like I was so I don't know that's so inspiring to me like you're such an inspirational friend and I really I actually like I admire you so much but I think like the last time I've deleted Instagram was like during my finals of junior year so I haven't like had a cleanse from Instagram in so long and honestly like I'm thinking I might need one (laughs) just because I don't know yeah it's just yeah but um what else like what else did the documentary talk about I'm very curious so um honestly the documentary it was about I think an hour and a half and I would say majority of it like maybe like the first hour it seemed very daunting (laughs) because it focused a lot on how social media has like such a negative impact on um our generation especially and how it interferes with (laughs) um (laughs) and how it interferes with the way um, we are growing up to be as adults. Oh my gosh, there's a whole police chase happening. Sorry. You know, I just I just want to say RIP headphone users, whoever is. <laughs> so sorry, but continue, Allison. Um, so the documentary, it was um, not only focusing on how it affects our generation, how we're growing up to be, but also the economy, which was really interesting because um, the documentary 
um, highlighted the fact that even though we download all these apps that we think are free, someone on the other end is paying these companies like billions of dollars for advertisements and they're getting so much money. And what was a really, a really interesting point from the documentary was that um, one of the interviewer, one of, whoa, <laughs> one of the interviewees, one, the people being interviewed, one of them made the point saying that like, people are the products and ultimately these apps are trying to buy as many people as they can to be successful. And when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, that's so true because even I talked to like my younger cousins the other day um, before Thanksgiving and you know, they're like 10 years old, eight years old, 12 years old, and they're all on TikTok. They're all on Snapchat. They're all at such a young age. And I feel like because technology is becoming so much more accessible to younger kids, I feel like, you know, these like big mass companies are buying so much profit and success from like, they're starting even younger. I feel like the more we continue down this path of getting better with technology. So honestly, it is kind of a scary reality, but the last 30 minutes, they were kind of talking about how we can work towards like flipping the card over again. And um, I would say like the last 15 minutes, a lot of people were just encouraging to like get off social media as a whole. And um, to be completely honest, I don't know if I'm ready to delete my accounts um, because, you know, logging off and just deleting the app from my phone was like kind of difficult enough. And just like I think because we've grown into such a habit of, you know, checking those things, you know, kind of like first thing in the morning or just so often throughout the day. So I think for me, I'm just trying to take baby steps and at least like trying to grow used to not depending on them. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's like interesting that you talk about how, like people are the products because like we really are being manipulated by these by these social media platforms. Like I feel it every day. And like the the hardest thing is like I I know like I'm aware that it's so unhealthy, but like I still like engage in things like posting and like depending on comments and like all this stuff. And like, I don't know, I guess just yeah, like I'm trying not to. I think like another thing is like COVID made it a lot worse because like for me on campus, Instagram was like the main way to to reach out to people or to like have your first impressions of people. It's like through Instagram. But yeah, so that made it a lot worse. But I think, I don't know. I do think that like taking a break from social media is a really good idea. And it's something that I need to do soon. I also probably should do it like during finals week because I really need to focus. But yeah. And then I guess like the last question I have is like, how do you, has it helped you like find happiness like in yourself, like regardless of others or like, that's a huge question, but like, that's something that I've wondered, like, is that, would it make me more confident in who I am? Like, regardless of what other people say? Um, I think so. I think, you know, finding happiness or finding love for yourself, I feel like that's a very gradual process. But I think what a lot of people don't, you know, sit down and like acknowledge is that like it kind of starts with college because, I mean, I'm not saying it starts, you know, 
when you graduate high school, because I'm sure people start finding who they are in high school. But when you're in that bubble, you know, especially if you've grown up in the same area your whole life, like how I did, it's kind of hard to, you know, put yourself in a new position and, you know, see if that's who you're still going to be this time in four years or however many years down the road. And so I will say, um, like you said, in college, when, um, you know, depending on like Instagram and Snapchat, I think um, even, you know, something small as like turning off comments or just not going on the apps as often, it definitely gives you more time to, you know, really reflect about yourself and think, what are my passions or what are things I want to pursue in life? And for me, I've just found, you know, just happiness, like with things off screen, I guess. Um, whether it's like, you know, me going a car ride just by myself and jamming out to music, or if I'm meeting with some friends and us, you know, not all checking on our phones yeah. for like three hours. I feel like that, even just like slight changes like that, I think you can find happiness in who you are. And um, I feel like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but the more time you spend off your phone, the more you can actually find yourself because yeah. instead of tuning into, you know, what other people are doing, you can tune into yourself and really listen to your heart and like what your purpose is in life. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Allison. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Dude, it's cheesy, but it's true. It's so I, oh my gosh. That just made me want to, okay, I remember, like, one thing that I heard is that, like, friends would, I don't think my friend group ever did this, but I've heard, maybe it was you. Someone told me that, like, they would all put their phones in the middle of the table and they, when they were at dinner and the first person to, like, check their phone would have to pay. I've heard, no, okay, so I've been wanting to do that with people, but I actually haven't done that yet. I know that was, like, something, yeah, that's a thing that people do, but I've never done it, but. I, I think that's, like, such a good idea because, yeah. yeah, one of my pet peeves is, like, when you're with someone and they're constantly on their phone, like what well, that makes, cause you don't feel like understood or heard, but yeah, that's but basically everyone should go to watch that documentary and take a break from social media if you can. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about like the next thing. I just want to talk about our friendship cause we've been friends. When did we meet? Okay. I don't know exactly how we met. I just know it was through church long time ago i want to say it was around early elementary school like well because i moved to atlanta 2006 right. so i think like we, upon coming to atlanta we immediately started going to open doors so i think yeah i mean we were super so we probably met when we were young but i mean i don't think we, we were friends when we were like babies but we basically known each other for so long mm -hmm. i would say like i just remember seeing like pictures of us when we were like first grade and Honestly, yeah, I, like, do consider you family and, like, all the other girls that we, like, grew up with. So. Yeah, we were, like, all in the same youth group and, like, dude, the memories, like, the retreats and just, the like, camping the camping trips, like, everything. I don't know. We had so oh, much fun, but yeah. I don't know. We kind of, like, watch each other grow up. And, like, one thing that I really love is that I feel like we, like, you're the type of friend that, like, I don't have to text all the time, but like, 
like we can be apart for so long but then when we're together like it doesn't feel like anything has changed right. and like it's super easy to just like talk to you and and also like throughout college like I loved like the times when we would just like text each other and check up um and like I don't know like it's super easy to like open up and be comfortable with you and I feel like yeah like what are your thoughts <laughs> that's so sweet um I totally feel the same and honestly, I feel like that's healthy for a lot of relationships, especially when, you know, people start going on different paths and like you're in Boston, I'm still in Georgia. And so even with that, like right off the bat, you know, we're like bound to live different lives and like meet other people. But I'm so glad that, you know, our friendship, it has never felt forced. Yeah. And it's always just like out of our both like mutual desire to like you know stay connected with each other even yeah. if it's not you know every single day because i definitely think with some friendships it's not a matter of quantity but quality and i think that's definitely like our friendship i feel like everything i say is so cheesy <laughs> but it's just like i don't know it's so like something that i think about i don't know i feel like we've gone through like and like with the other church girls too but like we've gone through like very uh transformative stages of our life together like middle school is when you i don't know like everyone has that like awkward stage and like like we like had each other through that awkward stage and like we and then like i don't know like when it came to like first relationships like we would like tell each other everything and like and now like and then we like stayed together in college and like we we just got back from having brunch and talking for like two hours just catching up like talking about everything that we've been there I think it's like super special to have a friend like that I don't know no 100% like when you said awkward middle school phase the first thing I thought it was like both of us having those glasses oh my gosh ew, ew ew having you know baggy gym shorts and oh t-shirts with my braces and glasses <laughs> oh my gosh I was so cute in sixth grade oh my gosh but Honestly, I'm just so thankful that we've truly experienced each other like at our worst physically. It, yeah, <laughs> no, physically and just everything. I, I was telling her like, if yeah. you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And I feel like we had each other through our worst. Really oh, yeah. I don't know, but I, yeah, like I, I value friends like that because I think. Yeah, I, I don't like the kind of friendships where it feels very like either transactional or like or um or kind of like if we're not constantly hanging out or seeing each other, then like the the relationship fades. Like I don't know, because I think that places a lot of pressure, but it's nice to like yeah, it's nice to have that kind of like constancy in your life. Like someone you always know will be there. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. I wish I could add more to that, but that's like, yeah. yeah. I think a big thing is also like, because we grew up in the church together, like our relationship is very um, Christ-centered, which I appreciate. Yes, 100%. I think for a lot, <laughs> I like agree with you on so many things. It's hard for me to elaborate on, but I think, yeah, because both of us grew up in church and like, you know, um, our parents are like, you know, strong Christians and just growing up in that environment i feel like from the start you know a lot of my um friendships especially at church were christ-centered and just being able to grow in that like you know from like kids like teenagers and then going on to adult years it's so cool seeing how you know even though we as people change you know what we're rooted in won't change yes so i think that's just a really yeah cool consistency no that's the thing like 
um I was talking to a bunch of my friends about this but when we talked about like how we quote-unquote changed in college like I don't think your inherent personality like your inherent character will change I think it grows and develops but like baseline I don't know like baseline Allison like you've been the same like since I met you like you've grown I mean you've grown and developed in such great ways but like at the base like you have always been like such a kind and genuine and funny person I don't think that'll ever change and so it's been so wonderful to just like watch how you've grown and like I don't know it's just I'm sure you could say the same about like everyone but I don't know I'm a little speechless that was very <laughs> sweet <laughs> but yeah not to get like super emotional but yeah I don't know so and and a big thing is like also yeah like since we're both Christian like we would like text each other like prayer requests and yeah but I don't know like even besides all that just like yeah like you are someone that I can go to to talk about like all the things that encompass like growing up I don't know like the first everything and like just yeah it's been basically I just appreciate our friendship a lot and I'm just gonna say we've been friends for 10 years but it could be longer it probably is longer mm -hmm. I yeah I think so too but, but yeah. I think the exact same about your character too. Oh my gosh. Like I hate to be like, oh my gosh, like you're pretty. No, you're pretty, but it's so like yeah. Every time I see you and like even like just like small things like when I had Instagram and you were posting like, you know, like different covers and like just like that like not only level of confidence but how you're able to like reach out to all your people and like when you were telling me about all like your college friends, I don't doubt for a second that they're all they all love you. Oh and like your character yeah truly okay i'm so oh uh, no oh that was okay well um i think yeah i think we're gonna end that segment and then probably get in the next one which will be all about um like music and also like being a christian on campus so yeah, yeah. um so another thing that allison and i do together is we love to play so um, I play guitar and sing, and I, I also play piano, but Allison plays guitar and cajon, and she sings. And so one thing that we do at our church is, well, we haven't done it in a while, but one thing that we would regularly do is lead praise together. And I think like that was such a, it's such a bonding experience. Like it's so, because music, like I've talked about this before, but like there's so much power in music. And I don't know if you want to talk about like your background in music and like stuff like that. Um, so for me with music, um, something that my mom always told me or that she'll tell me from time to time is that she'll remind me of my first experience singing. It was like when I was three years old and I was singing the Dora theme song and just something as, as small as that. And I just grown into, you know, loving music and expressing my emotions through singing and not even singing all the time like sometimes I just love listening to different music and letting whoever's singing or whoever's playing the music like express my emotions and I can like yeah. feel it through that yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of people who love music have said that too and because to me sometimes it's hard to put how you truly feel into words and sometimes you just need to listen to um, either instrumental music yeah. or um, music that's like you're from your favorite genre and just let that speak for you. I think that's a really cool thing that I've had with music. And I think um, being a Christian, a lot of what the Bible focuses on is giving praise and worship to God. And so because 
God gave me this love for music, I don't doubt that he wants me to express it more through music. Yeah, so I think it's, yeah, like using your like musical talents and your gifts for like greater things. Um, and yeah, it's been, I really miss, I like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really miss leading praise. I think that's something that we should, we should get back onto, but I, for me, like the Sunday mornings when we would practice before fellowship or before, uh, before the worship like those mornings were so special to me i don't know they're just so fun mm -hmm. they're just like preparing for it because i know we would like goof off a little yeah. or like you know but at the end of the that moment or that session we would you know get our hearts ready for worship i think that was such like a good leeway to start and like giving praise to him every sunday so yeah definitely. have you so have you like been doing anything musical in college or like what a, what has your music life looked like recently? Uh, so recently, I would say uh, for college, because I wasn't able to bring up my guitar, um, the, the guitar that I play back home is technically my dad's. I know it's very special to him because he got it as a gift um, in when he was in college from my grandma so I know it's like a very special guitar to him and right now so I don't have a guitar with me uh, but whenever I try to go back whenever I go back home I try to you know pick back up what I learned and I, you know rebuild those calluses and yes. um, Bro, the process of rebuilding calluses is painful pain. but so fun so much pain and then so painful. for me I'm so bad at like picking at my fingers and like taking yeah, yeah, off the calluses I was actually so doing bad. that in the car earlier yeah, yeah, today. Me too. I know, and it's just like dead skin. It's yeah, it's really <laughs> gross. Um, but so for me, something that I um, started doing in college was just you know a little bit of songwriting um, because you know I realized that I like you know I like how music expresses emotions even though they are words it's just the way that when you put music with I guess you know lyrics it's almost like poetry yeah. because when I was songwriting in college it was just you know me and some words like I, I had no idea how the songs were gonna sound uh, and it was just like like poetry yeah <laughs> what would you write about um so I wrote I've written about a couple things so um, the first song I wrote was about how um, one thing I noticed coming to college and you're meeting a bunch of new people, so many people say, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? And I would say nine times out of 10, what I heard um, was, I'm good, how are you? And that was just like an immediate automatic response from almost everyone that I heard of. But after, you know, some low points that I went through in college of just like, you know, feeling alone or having really low self-esteem, I realized that even though I told people, I'm good, how are you, on days that I actually didn't feel that way, it was such an easy way to mask up how I was feeling in just five words of, yeah. I'm good, how are you? It's such a, like an automatic thing that people don't even think about. And like, I don't think people should just or they don't necessarily have to freely open up and explain every life experience to every new person that they meet. Um, but 
I think there there comes a point in time where like you have to be honest with yourself and you know just tell people like you don't again you don't have to go into like a whole sad story but at least just tell people like hey I'm just okay or you know things in life you know uh, they aren't too great but you know just getting through you know I feel like even that small change I think that can make a huge difference so I wrote a little song about that um about you know just being like truthful with people and that and then um another thing I've written is like I've written a few Christian songs about just um hearing God even in the midst of bad things I feel like that like those couple songs have really been special to me just because of COVID and I know that's such a you know a people think that well, sorry, <laughs> a thing that people reference to about how, why this year has been so bad. But I think for me, there are so many other ways you can look at it and see like how you can grow. And so I've written like two songs about like, you know, seeing God even in the midst of something as bad as this year. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing, Allison. So are you planning on like doing anything with them or are they just for yourself? I don't know because I've, I've talked to a few of my close friends about it and you know me, I'm such a daydreamer, you know, a hypothetical, I make so many hypothetical situations in my head. And a part of me was like, Oh my gosh, like what if I just like became a songwriter or like released like an EP or something. It's like so out there. You should. <laughs> it's so out there and up in the air. Um, you should do it. That'd be so cool. But it just, it's just so, such a far out idea. I mean, <laughs> is it though? Like you really should. I'm not even kidding. Like now is the time. Like I, I genuinely think like now is the time where like if you have like something you want to do, like what is holding you back? That's so true. I think, I don't know. It's just like for me, as much as I am a, a dreamer, I guess, or I think of all these like, you know, possible outcomes for my future, I feel like there's part of me that wants to sit in with reality and not with my dreams. And, you know, just like, I know people say like sky's the limit, but really like, I feel like my limit is like so much lower. It's like ceiling level. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like you... I don't know, like in recording an EP and stuff, like it's not like you're entirely giving up reality. Like it, you're just like yeah. testing. And like, I think, I think you should do it. Like for like, I have like a whole list on my, um, on my phone of like things that I just like, am going to like things that I've been wanting to do that I'm going to like, one of them was start a podcast and like, mm -hmm. I just like did it. And like, yeah. now it's turned into this, like this thing that I love and cherish so much. Like, I think you should, I really think you should do it. Like and I don't doubt that your songs are amazing. And like, you never know where it could take you. Like you should just, cause like, oh my, this whole podcast is full of such cheesy things, but like, you should just shoot your shot. Like, I think you should do it. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely um, will keep going. I don't think it's something that I want to stop anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I will definitely keep you updated and see where it goes from there um it's so funny like it got to the point where i like made like an ep set list oh my and i have like these titles for all these songs but some of them i haven't even started writing and but it's just that's so, so awesome allison <laughs> 
so and it's also like i am also in the process of like you know again like trying to find myself and again not depend on like other people's opinions and like what they think because ultimately what i want to do like as much as i want to produce music that other people will like or like a lot of people can relate to i just want it to be something that you know brings glory to god and just like um there's an artist that i really look up to his name's montel fish and he is a christian artist i would say he um but he's not like your typical christian artist like you may know like hillsong or chris tomlin or lauren dago he's very different in his sound and i feel like um his music it's almost he has certain albums where it's just lo-fi music and so i feel like he's different in that aspect but i've looked up to him a lot and he's just an artist that i can see where you don't necessarily have to fit into this set expectation that people think of as christians like you know um you know like like typical like worship songs that you hear like crowds singing but you can even just do something as small as like producing something in your room and something that you can like just break down and like chill to but still it's still being glorifying to god and so i think that's a really cool thing and so i i look up to him a lot and um a couple other artists but um, that's why you should record your songs <laughs> um but no that's that's so awesome i think it's i think that's so cool also like i don't know i will support you all the way um so the last thing i want to talk about is like christianity in college like being christian in college i think i don't know like my experience was a little t- a little difficult i will say just because like I knew going into college that I wanted Christianity to like, I needed to find a strong Christian community because that was the way that would like, that was the thing that would like keep me on track. Um, but I think it was a little tough for me to remain spiritually motivated and encouraged. Like I definitely went through a very dry spell of like, of discouragement. Like I didn't really like, I don't know. I had my Bible, but like I didn't really have the strong desire to always open it. And like, I felt like every time I was like doing things like QT and stuff, I was kind of just going through the motions or like doing what I was supposed to. Um, but I found that, yeah, I found like being a Christian in college is, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but how was your experience? Okay. I will say mine has been kind of a roller coaster as well. Um, I think so right now we're at the point in our year where where we are almost done with our first semesters and i will say at the beginning going into college i was pretty um set in my faith you know i had like a solid foundation going into college and you know i still did like qt every morning or if it wasn't in the morning i still try to make time for it at some time the day before i go to bed and um but I think definitely uh, going to college and, you know, getting used to a whole new environment and a new like work schedule for school, it was definitely hard to, um, I guess, I still had it as a priority, but just viewing it the same way, if that makes sense. So because, you know, I was out meeting a bunch of new people and trying to, I guess, involve myself in a Christian community, I guess I kind of just was like, 
oh, like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I know God's going to be there. But I didn't like, I know I thought those thoughts, but in my actions, it wasn't something that I showed. And that's when I, because I started drawing my attention and focus away from his word, that was when I started falling into this pit hole of feeling alone and you know going through that cycle of just like trying to make new friends and feeling like you have all these new friends but no one like you said earlier no one actually really knows you and I think in that point in the semester for me it was kind of toward the beginning still I a lot of times when I prayed to God it felt like I was just like putting on a mask in front of him you know I would like pray to him and be like God thank you for just like waking me up today and um you know i just hope that today that you like you'll walk with me and like help me through whatever i'm going through but the following weeks i noticed i was i wasn't really honest with him with my feelings you know i wasn't honest and like telling him you know god i'm not gonna lie like sometimes i feel alone or god like i'm not happy with how i look i'm not happy with um a lot of things in life and so instead of addressing those feelings to him and being honest i felt like you know which is ironic because i feel like you know because god created us he, he already knows more about us than we know ourselves even then it was hard for me to be honest with him because it felt like i don't know i was just this burden and i think i definitely um you know, glossed over the fact that, you know, he's already like the fact that he already loves us more than we could ever love ourselves too. I feel like that's something that I definitely looked over and um, took for granted. But, you know, I feel like, again, the more time I got away from social media and just um, trying to really hear him in the midst of everything else, I feel like that was really um important for me and so something that did help me in college was definitely finding a campus ministry and so at uga they have a campus ministry called ruf and that stands for reformed university fellowship and i don't know how many um of those groups that they have in the u.s but i know it's a pretty um nationwide a pretty big nationwide um community group at different colleges yeah no I'm, I'm actually an huf so it's like the harvard reformed university fellowship so yeah but i'm i'm also i'm also in double acf which is like asian american christian fellowship so that has been yeah i was actually that was the next thing i wanted to ask about like uh -huh. what community you're in so how has your experience with that been yeah. um so i think those people have helped me a bunch this semester um and not only just finding, you know, a good pastor who was able to like preach based off the word, but just again, community. And because I think, you know, going into college, I had pretty set morals of, you know, Christianity and just being able to find so many people with those same morals was really encouraging to me because, you know, I think of school, I think of, you know, a lot of people who like maybe aren't Christian or like don't have like the same morals as me. And because, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in public school my whole life. And for me, I always had the mentality of keeping school people and church people separate in my mind, but being able to find school and church people all in one in college, I think that was very encouraging for me. And um, something that my, uh, the head pastor at RUF 
something that he touched upon um, before we all left for Thanksgiving break was the importance of community. And he kind of preached on that um, the last two weeks before we came home for Thanksgiving break. And um, honestly, looking back on it, even just having like a small group, you know, a small group of people where you can like be open and honest about yourself. I think that was very healthy <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, I definitely am very grateful for the two communities I have. I think like, yeah, I think that's been really great. I think I mean, it's always, it's always, there's always going to be like difficulties and stuff, but I think like overall, I'm really grateful that, yeah, like we've like, we're both like finding these communities on campus and it's definitely been, I do miss uh, our home church, um, but it's, it's nice to like come back and like be here on break and, and see everyone and catch up and just like knowing we always have this back here in Atlanta, but then also like finding more communities uh, wherever we go, I think has been really special. But yeah, I'm so glad to hear that you found that community. And um, yeah, I think I think that's just gonna wrap up the episode. But I'm so I'm so thankful that you were on this episode. I oh, think thank you so much for having me. This was like because I I remember I started listening to your podcast like at the beginning, and it was just such a cool idea to me how you were able to start this you know at the beginning of your college years and like you know reaching out to all these different people so it was very cool thank you yeah i think um in college it was nice to have like college friends but it's also nice to have like old friends like very old friends like you were one of my oldest friends here in atlanta so yeah i'm very glad you're on it um and i think we talked about some really cool things so thank you for tuning in uh next week i'm gonna have another high school friend I don't know who yet, but if you if you're one of my high school friends and you're listening to this, maybe expect a text soon. But my goal is just to bring as many people on as possible. So thank you all for listening and supporting. And thank you to Allison for being on this episode. I'm so sorry if it was a bit loud. Um, yeah, we're basically like outside uh, on a really busy street. So there have been like lots of cars and sirens. So I'm really sorry about that. But I hope hope that doesn't detract from all the things we were saying. Uh, but thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week.